0: all right we're it a draw
1: do you think that lantern is good enough now
0: uh lantern uh no why do you say this um i think it's in a bad spot because the redundancy in like were uh urza warza uh the mill mill strategies is not super effective against that it's not a mill strategy it's a prison
1: deck that wins, uh, currently wins with Sword of the Meek combo.
0: Oh, it's not winning with the uh, milling your opponent to death? That's not how the deck ever won. It just locked them
1: out and then eventually won if they didn't fold or scoop. Yeah, well. The control deck. I think I'm just going to build this because I wanted to play this deck.
0: I don't think it's particularly good right now, but I'm not going to tell you now. You can't. I'm not trying to. What I played against that guy at that fucking SEG thing playing that deck. Yeah, you did. And that was, like, my favorite fucking, like, next-level Gotham moment was during that game, or that match. It was game two, and I had uh, two fetches on the battlefield not cracked, and they were both flooded strands. And if my opponent names uh, Kiki-Jiki with a pithing needle, I'm, like, actual just dead. And I'm holding, like, a hand where my draws have been pretty bad. I think I have two other lands in hand, and a blood moon, and then other spells. So I'm like, okay, well, all I need to do is draw one more land, and I'm like, I can just cast his blood moon, and I'm good. And then I just, like, win the game. And he casts Pithing Needle, and I sit there, I think about it, I'm like, okay, uh, I want him to name Flooded Strand.
1: Oh, just so you can fucking blood yes. moon, play Kiki Jiki, and win. Because
0: if, he, exactly, if he thinks he got me, then I actually, I got him. Yeah. But he had Academy Ruins. I'm like, if he gets it back, I'm fucked.
1: Yeah, you just get your dick smushed in.
0: Yeah. Cuz then he just gets to name Kiki Jiki and I'm just stone dead cuz he really didn't have any other thing to name besides Kiki Jiki except for in that exact moment where he could have named Floodstrand. So I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, uh uh okay, yeah. Go. And he named he's like, uh Floodstrand and, and I'm like and I played it off so good I was like, "Oh no. My lands. Oh no."
1: Just to get his hopes up to fucking shit in his mouth.
0: Yep, and then went Land land blood moon uh next turn end of your turn uh deceiver exarch untap kiki jiki kill you
1: real fucking rude
0: what is up you fair maidens welcome back to another episode of the fetch and shock podcast i am your host the ogre of the swamp tyler and joining me as always is my co-host the wise cracking donkey matt matt what is going on man what's up
1: you little princess
0: ooh i am the pretty princess i'm the monarch you're the, ugliest,
1: Fuck. you're the ugliest of princesses.
0: Mm. No, I think I'm a pretty pretty princess.
1: Whatever floats your boat, dude. <laughs>
0: I'm going to start. That's what I'm going to start cosplaying when we go to events. I'm just going to be the pretty pretty princess and I'm going to start handing out monarch tokens to everybody. But here, here you go, peasant. With the fucking beard and missing tooth. Here you go, you knave. Hey, nobody said that not having a tooth and having a beard doesn't make you a pretty princess. Everyone says that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's not true. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that besides you. They could be it thinking be. it, but they've never it should verbalized. Be more,
1: should be more common.
0: <laughs> Just now that when we go places, you, we have to ask people that question. Like, do yeah. you think that yeah, Tyler a is a pretty princess? <laughs> and if anybody says no, they're fucking dead to me. Spit in their face. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for a princess? Yeah. Fucking nerd. <laughs> so what's up, dude? Nothing much, man. Magic is uh, has been pretty good to us this week.
1: Yeah, we got some flavorful
0: pieces of cardboard to look at. Yeah, I think that is the that's my favorite part about of Eldr- or Throne of Eldraine so far is that it the, it doesn't necessarily have like the craziest power level in my eyes, don't get me wrong, there are some cards that are nuts and I think are going to see play in standard multiple formats, yeah. In modern, in legacy, possibly even vintage, but all of, even the power level tem- for me has been overshadowed by how good this flavor is
1: it's super fucking flavorful i would go as far to say this is more flavorful than even the other what are they called top down top down design design sets sets. from a flavor wise it fucking kills it it really does
0: yeah i would put it up there with original innistrad and Theros as far as flavor
1: i think more so i'm an idiot i was trying to scroll down but i'm looking at your screen you're looking.
0: I was like, what in the fuck is going on here? Yeah, so, this bullshit computer. You're looking right? at my shared screen and thought that it was yours, and you're just like, oh, no, I want to not look at this anymore. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, move.
1: Because <laughs> like, I, I have the tablet computer. So I was like, is my tablet fucking disconnected, or what's oh, going so you're just on? Like,
0: you're just rubbing your screen vigorously with a yeah. finger, just trying to mosey along. This, that's a
1: blonde moment if I've ever fucking had one.
0: Nice. But yeah, I, the flavor in this set is out of this world it's so so good i think it, it's going to be tough to beat original innistrad because they know, went dude. so they,
1: hard it. they fucking went deep on this one
0: mm-hmm. and i think i guess with the gothic horror concept that is pretty pretty easily graspable from anybody's perspective the thing with theros was a lot of the the real big flavor wins were deep cuts into the world of mythology yeah so you need to at least like understand somewhat mythology in order to get some of the, the tropes that they are playing off of. But even in general, the flavor in that is out of this world. Shadows of Marinistrod, they really got deep on the concept of Eldrazi. And With I think that set, though, ruined the flavor. This set, I think you're gonna uh, find it find it difficult to find someone who
1: doesn't at least know some of like the old school fairy tales.
0: Yeah. It's it, everything is so on point and it's such a it's, they're, they're all simple concepts. It's a very themey set. Oh, it's so themy. Is that just going to be that's a word now. That is, it's been a word <laughs> since last week. It was created and now it is part of the lexicon.
1: Heard it here first first folks. Jesus, I can't speak either. <laughs> My brain just stopped fucking working for a bit
0: there. You got too many fairy tales in your head and your brain is just like overloaded. With too
1: many fucking meads in me.
0: <laughs> too much mead.
1: <laughs>
0: too many. Me-
1: no such thing, kids.
0: No, <laughs> the, the limit does not exist.
1: Yeah. So we got some shit this week.
0: Hell well, yeah, we did. Last
1: week we definitely got some shit. Shit being good shit. Shit being some very thematic, awesome themy. art and cards. Themy. Yeah, themey themey cards. <laughs> I sound like Mike Tyson trying to say steamy.
0: Themey. No, you sound like me trying to say it because of the. Tooth.
1: I'm so themey. I said theme. Sorry if anyone else has a lisp. I'm sure other people do, but.
0: I had get a over person it. name me in their contacts Toothless Tyler recently. That's great. Yeah. And I've never been so offended
1: and proud in the same time. Also thing.
0: <laughs> proud at the exact same time. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, huh, well, that is me. And that's very funny. So I got to roll with it. So, I what, my Twitter what bio to "Tyler," but you know, champion butterflies else, needs to stay. You know,
1: then you're letting your your viewers down.
0: No, champion butterflies is is permanent until something better comes around. But yeah, I mean, let's start from uh, kind of where we left off when we were talking about them last week. Uh, the first card that comes to mind uh, was actually the Italian stallion's preview card, Mr. Andrea Mangucci, uh, with mystical dispute.
1: So go ahead and read this. I like this card a lot. Yeah, uh, probably going to be every and every blue deck. This
0: one falls into worth. the not very themey, but very, very powerful category. Yes. So Mystical Dispute is uh, two mana in a blue instant speed spell. Um, and it says this spell costs two colorless less to cast if it's targeting a blue spell and you counter target spell unless its controller pays three. So mana for one blue that targets yeah. a blue spell. Yeah, if it's targeting a blue spell, it's a mana league for one blue.
1: This is going to be awesome in blue deck sideboards to combat other blue decks.
0: Yeah, this just this just screams winning counter wars all day. More powerful than spell pierce hits other stuff.
1: And you can just casually cast it for three if you really need to. But hopefully no one's
0: doing that. Yeah, that's not out of the question. But it's not out of the question.
1: Yeah, splashable. Like having the
0: option, because that was the thing with things like... Because uh, what this really reminiscent... Of to me was uh like red elemental blast or uh pyroblast. Yeah. Which you have to target a blue spell or a blue permanent with those with those cards. This one at least gives you the flexibility that you don't have to target a blue spell, but you get a huge benefit if you do. Yeah. And you don't have to splash red. If you're a blue control deck, you had to splash red for either of those spells in legacy or vintage before. Now you just get to continue being mono blue or uh, blue in another color and not have to worry about dipping into red, but you still get this incredibly powerful ability. It's also really very
1: easily splashable. If you are, like, splashing blue, yeah. you could easily throw this in your sideboard as a good counterspell.
0: Especially if you're super soft to uh, just another counterspell. Yeah. Like, Infect could play this. Yes, they could. If they really wanted to. If if I mean, I don't know if they will... If they ever would, but because they have okay. so many cards that are already just like making their creatures hex or something like that. From a modern standpoint, it's probably
1: pretty much a hard counter in most scenarios.
0: Yeah, uh, that's what I was just thinking it is. It just reads one blue counter target spell in a lot of scenarios.
1: Not all scenarios, but most of the time, that's what it'll what it'll be.
0: Yeah, and it's it's more narrow, but also more flexible than spell pierce or dispel, which is kind of weird. Yeah,
1: it's pretty open-ended, which I like.
0: Yeah. Well, another card that falls into the not incredibly themey, but incredibly powerful category is uh, Once Upon a Time.
1: How in the fuck is that not themey,
0: dude? I guess Once Once Upon Upon a a Time is pretty themey. You're right, because you get to live in magical Christmas land where free spells are okay. So (laughs) I guess... Well, the first one's free. Yeah. So Once Upon a Time is one in a green... Uh, for an instant speed spell, and it says, if this spell is the first spell you've cast this game, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. And you look at the top five cards of your library, you may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Seems pretty Oh, hurt. this card is bonkers. This card's nuts.
1: Yeah, if you get to play it for free. But then it costs two mana. Still not terrible. That's
0: two at two mana. It's still really
1: good. I'm a discard as you are
0: on the pl- or on the draw. They pass the turn. You play this for free on their end step. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Or even if you're on the play and you don't really have like a great turn one play.
1: Yeah. Or, or even if you do have a good turn one play,
0: you still just get to on the play run this out for free as your first spell. Just to see what you got in the top five, and if there's something good, great. If there's not something like that you want to do on turn one, you still have that possible turn one play in your hand that you're going to pay for anyway. Might as well fire this as a free one off,
1: yeah. Yeah, this card. Also, a little fun fact you can still put a ley line from your hand onto the battlefield because it does read cast,
0: yes. And the ley lines just Just exist when you put them on the battlefield, it's not like a casting. That's a very good point. I mean, I think this could. People were going back and forth about this. There is a chance that this makes it into Modern Tron.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Is like they cut, uh, not ancient starings, but uh, Sylvan's crying.
1: Yeah, five cards deep is no joke because you're just... no longer really searching for. You still want specific lands with Tron, yes. Yes. But it's not like old school Tron where you want to go get your Eye of Ugin and get that or a Red Source. Like you don't want to go get a Grove. I think this will still be pretty good.
0: Yeah, this is worth it. Finding a specific land, but better at everything else. Yeah, it also finds you a creature, which is yeah, and the not fact nothing. that it's instant speed. Yeah, is a is a real thing. Like you can just kind of trick septic. somebody into maybe thinking that you have a dismember intron or like a spatial contortion or something like that, or a warping whale, and then. Or you could actually have one of those cards, and if they play around it, just be like, okay, end of turn, uh, get you with Once Upon
1: Time. Yeah, get a new lander, find a fucking worm coil or something.
0: Yeah, Once Upon a Time is a very, very powerful card. And the fact that they can work powerful cards into this set while also weaving it into the really great flavor that this set has to offer is nice. Yeah, I agree. And that's going to be a recurring trend I think with a lot of the cards that we're talking about today. Ooh, some of these cards are absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, some are polished turds, but some are kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Um the one that I was thinking that fits into this category really well as both being thematic and powerful, uh Questing Beast. This
1: thing is a fucking Oh.
0: Yeah, when I first saw this, I was like, reading four, it and was four just four like
1: four. and then you read it and you're like, "Huh." What the fuck? And then you read it again. And you're like, oh
0: shit. Yeah. And then you read it again. And you're like, what the fuck? You're looking for a downside on a card that has this much this much text and just that much power. You're you're being like, okay. At some point, it's just being like, oh. And if this creature dies, you lose the game, or like some really incredible downside. And the card just keeps going and going and going and giving you more and more and not letting you down at all. The this one
1: downside like, to this oh. card is. That nice little text that says legendary creep.
0: Oh yeah, because you can't just have a million B. Well, because yeah. this is the questing beast, bud, and, and yeah. this is this is pulling plot. from the the uh, the Camelot portion of the lore, I believe, right? Not a fucking clue. It's a Big I, bitch who's gonna hit hard. Yeah, it's it's big nasty. I want to say this is like a a big trope in like that kind of medieval Camelot kind of thing. Hey, people on Twitter can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but. Let's let's read the card before we continue uh, waxing poetic about it. Um, It is a questing beast is two and two green for a legendary creature beast. It is a mythic rare and it has vigilance, death touch and haste. But wait, there's of course (laughs) and questing beasts can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented and if that was not enough, whenever Questing Beast deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to target Planeswalker that player controls. And it is a 4-4. All right, let's, fun
1: little spicy let's break this guy in. down. Fun little spicy tech in Infect.
0: Yeah. And there's also other things that, like, prevent, like, target, prevent damage target uh, thing controls. This guy just ignores it. Like, there's going to be tricky things that you can do with this guy that people just have not discovered it. I agree. This guy's a judge call waiting to happen. But of course it has like vigilance, so it doesn't tap. It has death touch, so it kills basically everything. And it has fucking haste. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is, hey, nice planeswalker. Like out of a piece of text to put on this card, haste is just the one that's over the fucking top.
1: Yeah, I agree. It just starts smacking down pretty hard.
0: Yeah, like so when you play it at four mana, if you play it on turn four, I really doubt anything on the battlefield is going to be big enough to block it. And if it does, it's trading. No, I don't even think I think it's eating anything that blocks it. If there is even anything to block it, because creatures with power two or less can't do it. True. And especially if you're on the play and your turn four before your opponent gets a turn four is this guy and just gets in for two or for four. Like you're you're taking that four to the chin.
1: And saying thank you
0: and they've been printing so many three mana planeswalkers lately like there's two in this set yeah so let's say your opponent on their turn three goes that one of the three mana planeswalkers and then you go turn four this guy get you that feels really good
1: yeah this dude's just an overall house
0: yeah damage uh, not being able to be prevented is a judge call waiting to happen and i can't wait for it and <laughs> like The last text is so cool, because it's like, oh, I don't have to decide whether I attack you or your planeswalker. I'm just going to hit you, and then everything is going to sort itself out. Yeah. That feels really fucking
1: Math is for blockers.
0: A fucking man, brother. (laughs) Well, speaking of three-mana planeswalkers, uh, this is one that we alluded to last week, but I made Matt not talk about it.
1: Yeah, well, let me fucking talk about it. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to read this one.
0: Okay, yeah, because you've waited a week for it.
1: Yeah, this is the Royal Scions. This thing was spoiled, kind of. It was leaked last it was week. Leaked,
0: not spoiled. Let's get our cards so, correct.
1: It is a three mana planeswalker, one blue red for five loyalty, legendary planeswalker. Will Rowan, shout out to what the fuck's that set? Conspiracy. No, it was, it was uh, battle uh, bond. Battle bond. That's it. Basically conspiracy. So the plus one is draw a card, then discard a card. Another plus one is target creature gets plus two plus O. Oh, Gains First Strike and Trample till the end of turn. Pretty decent. Two pluses. And then the minus eight is draw four cards. When you do, the Royal Scions deals damage to any target equal to the number of cards in your hand. Pretty dope.
0: Yeah, and can we just reiterate um, five starting loyalty on a three-mana Planeswalker? That only pluses.
1: Yeah. What? Granted, it doesn't protect itself, so keep that in mind. But it's going to lose. But I mean it's going to make something you have bigger and hit harder
0: isn't it just fucking having five loyalty just kind of it protecting itself like it comes down and it's yeah that's that's like what what the fuck like even some three-mana planeswalkers with doubling season on the battlefield can't get to fucking six loyalty when they come down you're not wrong so this thing's pretty good um it's going to see
1: play obviously most planeswalkers always do i think the biggest thing with this one is going to be the
0: looting yeah yeah i mean Having a reusable way to just draw cards is inherently incredibly powerful.
1: All right, Lieb.
0: Is Burn going to splash blue for this bitch? Oh my god. You're asking the hard-hitting questions now. I love it. I could maybe not Burn, but you know what I thought initially when I saw this guy? Or guy and girl, because it's a brother and sister. I thought uh, I thought of that Jeskai tempo deck in Modern playing Stoneforge Mist. Hmm.
1: Yeah, just a way to, a good way to loot.
0: Because looting, not bad in that deck. Giving Looting's your creature bad. the ability to t- attack through a blocker, giving it first strike and trample, not bad in that deck. Because chances are you're going to have the ability to put a creature on the battlefield on turn one or turn two, whether it be like a Delver or uh, a Young Pyromancer or something yeah, of that.
1: strike. Health. the first strike part really gets...
0: The first strike is where though. it's nuts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the trample, eh, it's alright, it's not bad. It never it's not going to hurt you to have it.
0: Well, I think it's really nice that it has trample in this case because strike. the yeah. the card that you're going to have on the battlefield that is attacking is going to be just a, a little idiot, but your opponent's not going to have anything big to block. So you're at least doing that chip damage and the deck that this guy these these two really like to be in is going to be that chippy aggressive tempo deck. That is just fighting for every little bit of damage because every point counts.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This deck is counting to 20 and it wants to hit 20 exactly, no more, no less. And being able to have trample on that creature is big game.
1: Yeah. You sold me on the trample part.
0: Yeah. And if, I mean, if you ever ultimate it, like, what are you, what?
1: Yeah. Just draw four cards and then ping something for at least four.
0: Yeah. First, I mean, good on wizards to put, make an aggressive. Is it colored planeswalker and make its ultimate so that if your is it deck hasn't won by that point, here we're gonna push you over the edge. We're gonna get you there. Yeah. I don't think this planeswalker is going to get ultimated very much ever, but goodness, when it does, whoo! Yeah, that's a big card advantage swing. Four mana. Guaranteed four damage to somebody's head or a creature, and you just get to refill.
1: Yeah, just the draw four cards. It would have been fine there, probably.
0: Draw four cards full stop.
1: I don't disagree. Minus six, draw four cards.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, minus six, minus seven, draw four. Oh, I guess it couldn't be minus six because that would be the turn after. Yeah, true. Jeez. And the more I talk about this card, the more I'm in love with it. I think this card is out of this world. Sold me on it. Good. That's what I'm here for. Well, another thing that uh, we discussed uh, when it was this, I think all of these were spoiled on the same day. Uh, was we got ourselves a little bit of a tutor. A little demonic yeah. tutor action in, uh, a little in Standard. little shitty demonic tutor, but still a demonic tutor. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll t- we'll take what we can get in Standard, I guess. Uh, Wishclaw Talisman. So Wishclaw Talisman is one in a black for an artifact, and it enters the battlefield with three wish counters on it. You can pay one and tap it and remove a wish counter from claw Talisman. You can search your library for a card, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. An opponent gains control of wish claw talisman and then uh you can only ev- activate this ability obviously during your um
1: i've been seeing a lot of things with this and uh manifold key oh
0: i have not seen that
1: yes, that's they get to use interesting it twice before they get to use it they'll still get to use it or just like another ability keys.
0: like uh like voltaic key too
1: yeah well if you if want to go not. deep
0: in like other formats yeah but just that ability of untapping an artifact and being able to use it, like with this ability on the stack, untap it, reuse it, and then your opponent gets it. Yeah. You know what I have been seeing? This artifact with Teferi Time Raveler, the three mana one from War of the Spark. Is that the one that puts it on top or whatever? Well, uh, the neat thing about Teferi is his minus three ability is can return a target creature artifact i believe or enchantment to its owner's hand and you draw a card so you give this away minus your teferi and then get it back
1: oh i see
0: yeah that's the game we're playing that's a spicy meatball that's dirty 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 that is take a fucking shower every hour dirty i love that so i think i mean like you alluded originally it's a bad demonic yeah but if you can find a way to abuse it a bad Demonic Tutor is still a Demonic Tutor.
1: Yeah, I mean, either way, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to get to use this at least twice. Even if you go get a card, they go get a card, you get another card.
0: Yeah, Bog, if you're just reading the standard text, that's what it says, and that's still not bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not incredibly high on this card. I'm not, like, begging to get my hands on it, but it, it is it's still neat. something. Definitely neat, yeah. Um, Other cards that uh, were pretty at least I'm interested in uh, kind of at least testing out. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm into trying it uh, was Doom Foretold. I.E. Modern. Modern Abyss. Yeah, well, essentially Modern Abyss, I guess. So Doom Foretold is an enchantment for two, a white and a black. And it says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a non-land, non-token permanent. If that player can't, they discard a card. They lose two life. You draw a card. You gain two life, and you create a two-two white knight creature token with vigilance. Then you sacrifice Doomful or doomed. Yeah, doom foretold <laughs> And in the end, death usually has its way.
1: That's pretty dope. Uh, yeah,
0: great flavor, flavor text. But yeah, for anybody out there uh, who doesn't play uh older formats or isn't familiar with older cards this is pretty reminiscent of a card called the abyss which basically um in your opponent's upkeep or in each upkeep a player sacrifices a non-land permanent
1: yeah basically is like a slow slow grindy i'm gonna make this game go super slow and sluggish
0: yeah and, but the abyss. The thing is, you can sack tokens with.
1: It. Yeah, this you cannot.
0: Yes, and this has an incredible upside when you get rid of it.
1: Yeah, replaces itself. Get a creature.
0: And drains. Yeah. Yeah. Like holy shit, does this card have some text? I'm That's interested true. in this in modern in like a black white like Pox style strategy. With, yeah. Yeah, with things like uh bloodgast. Yeah. Yeah, just sacking your blood gas at your upkeep and then playing a land and getting it back and just being able to run through that train and just denying your your opponent the ability to have any sort of fun. It's the best kind of magic. Yeah, that seems right up my alley. A white card that makes my opponent not be able to play magic? That's my bread and butter.
1: Sign me
0: up. Yep, yeah, I'm all for that card. So I will be testing that card in Modern. Uh, I'm thinking about when Eldrin is actually out and available on... Uh, uh magic online that I want to do like a twitter poll for the the viewers to see what card out of this set they want to see a deck build around and then do a video around that card that they had just chosen. It's a good idea. Yeah, and this is one of them. Because I finally oh, big news for the uh, fans of the Fetch and Shock uh YouTube channel and our video content. I after a arduous like 3-4 week process um i have finally received my loan from card hoarder so now i can borrow cards and don't have to actually pay for the real cards uh so i can record with awful decks multiple weeks in a row and just set play points and tickets on fire for the sake of content
1: yeah now it's much less to do that
0: yeah i'm looking forward to that and i already have one deck in mind but after that after that video was done uh Throne of Eldraine will be out, and I will be able to do that new idea. So, is there anything else that was sparking your uh, your interest? Tweaking my nips, you think, huh? Go up. Oh yeah. That found it. Which
1: is vengeance.
0: Oh my God! I need I to grab you... a beer for this one.
1: Yeah, I saw you tweeted about this
0: card. This card says
1: pretty much, "Hey, tribal decks, go fuck yourself." It is a black sorcery. It is one colorless, black, black creature. Creatures of the creature type of your choice get minus three, minus three, until end of turn. Goodbye, elves. Goodbye, humans. Goodbye, elementals.
0: Don't say, Don't say it. And goodbye, fun. Fuck you, wizards. I hate, 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 hate cards like this.
1: I really think this was put in here for standard, mostly for the inevitable knight's deck that is going to be around.
0: Okay, well, here's the thing, motherfuckers. If they are so worried about just specifically knights and standard, then print a card that says destroy all knights. Print a just knights wrath. Don't be a whiny little bitch. Oh my God. No, this, cards like this just fucking piss me off because- Goodbye, gobos. Goodbye, merfolk. Everything fun. If you are a person who just likes a tribe- Or if you like tribal synergies, these cards just make it so you can't play magic. Like this is in the same vein as um, Plague Engineer. And Plague Engineer, a card that everybody knows I am very, very low on. I hate that card so, so much. Because it just takes even just the things that a lot of casual players like to do. Because I know a infinite amount of like commander players, casual players, like tribal synergies are fun. Just inherently. You you find something that you really enjoy about a certain tribe and you cling to that and then you build a deck around it. And then they print cards like this and they take your hopes and dreams and fucking just put them in a fucking compressor and just fucking crush them into a small tiny cube and just throw you out to the fucking pasture. It's they just these cards suck. Fuck these cards.
1: I like it. Don't be a bitch about it.
0: Oh, fuck you. Think about the spirits.
1: Oh, yeah. Your spirit boys are gone. Your spirits are spirit spirits.
0: I mean, I don't think that this card is modern. I don't know if this card is modern playable uh, because spirits isn't that big of a deck and humans isn't really a deck anymore. But let's say someday that I get to live my dream and spirits is at the top of the meta. Cards like this show up and just make it so that's not a thing anymore. And that's just so fucking infuriating. Like, oh, fucking tribal stuff is so cool. So cool. And this card is so uncool. No mas. Play a different deck, boy. I refuse. The only redeeming quality about this card is the fucking Titus art because Titus Lutheran is a fucking genius. And I love him. Probably my favorite digital artist in the game. And 24. I know people are going to shit on me because Seb McKinnon is an only digital artist, but I will take Titus all day. Well, on that note, go
1: fuck yourself. Whoa. This is probably my favorite card thus far in the set. Not I was going to try to snake you on vengeance. this one.
0: I was going to try to talk talk about this one before you no, could.
1: You can go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> so the next card is Emery Lurker of the Lock.
1: Go ahead. You can read it, and then I'll explain why I think it's going to be crazy good.
0: And then I'm going to shoot it down.
1: You can go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> that works for me. I'm cool with that, actually. Yeah, so Emery Lurker of the Lock is a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard, for two in a blue. And it says this spell costs one less to cast for each artifact you control. And whenever Emery Lurker of the Lock enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, and it has tap, choose target artifact card in your graveyard, you may cast that card this turn. And she is a one-two. For one blue mana, this
1: opens up so many combo potentials in my mind, and just some straight fucking value. Uh, this combos with any number of artifacts and uh, Jeskai Ascendancy. Yep. You bring something in when you cast it. It untaps it. You do it again and keep going. Uh, specifically, the three are Mox Opal, Mox Amber, and uh, what's the one that draws? Uh, Mishra's Bobble. Astrolabe.
0: Oh, Mishra's yeah. Bobble. For zero mana, yes.
1: Yes, because that one is probably the easiest because you can sack it and just have infinite cards stacked to draw.
0: Yeah, but I think the the thing about that is that it's a slow trickle, so you can draw infinite cards on your opponent's upkeep.
1: Well, you can also... There's other artifacts that are one mana that you can sacrifice to draw cards, uh, like spell bombs.
0: Yeah, so you're you're limited to the amount of mana that you can produce that turn.
1: Yes. However, uh, Jeskai Ascendancy generally doesn't have problems with mana due to things like Mana Dorks or Creature Lands, Man Lands, I guess, affectionately known as, yeah. or uh, Fade Stitchers, stuff that taps to untap stuff.
0: So I guess for everybody out there, Just Ascendancy kind of is a card uh, that um, is an enchantment. And for a blue, a red, and a white, uh, it just sits there. And then whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you can loot. So you draw a card and discard a card. And then... Ah, uh, you can untap all the creatures you control, and they
1: get plus one, plus one till end of turn. And
0: they get yes, and they get a plus one, plus one till the end of turn. So the idea is that uh, the non-creatures you are casting are the enchant or the artifacts that this uh, Emery lady is enabling you to cast from your graveyard. And like Matt said, you're casting the bobble for free, untapping her. I guess with the bobble, it doesn't matter that you're drawing the cards because you're just going to make her infinitely big. And, and you then can just attack. constantly
1: keep looting from playing the bobble itself.
0: Well, honestly, it doesn't matter about uh, the bobble. Like, well, the no, looting... it, lets, it lets you cast a spell, is the big thing. The so looting doesn't matter. And, and also, from my understanding of Jeskai Ascendancy, it's you don't have to loot. Correct. You don't have to. So, really, honestly, you could just sack bobble, untap this, untap emery, uh, recast bobble, untap emery, recast bobble, untap emery, have an infinitely large emery attack for lethal
1: yeah you generally want to get some fate stitchers in the top down blockers and then swing with them because when you unearth them for a blue you can attack with them as well
0: yeah this, so this was this was already a deck with fate stitcher in it um but it
1: was so good that this deck was one of the decks that took crazy advantage of playing treasure cruise
0: i would go so far to say that i don't think Jeskai Ascendancy made Treasure Cruise good. I think Treasure Cruise made Treasure Cruise good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong, but that's what I was saying. It took crazy advantage of it, because you're filling up your yard for doing what you want to do anyway, Yeah. and then you just recall. Yeah, Treasure Cruise
0: was the problem with that, though. And when Treasure Cruise got banned, uh, uh, Jeskai Ascendancy really just disappeared.
1: Uh, Some people tried to make it work with four colors playing Glittering Wish and Mana Dorks.
0: Yeah, well, some people also still try to make, like, the Martyr of Sands deck work so people like what they like yes sir especially i like modern. This
1: card um one of the big things is it dumps four cards into your graveyard so it'll kind of give you fuel there too
0: i think the card would
1: be almost unplayable if it didn't do that it wouldn't be nearly as good most of the time this is going to cost one blue
0: yeah but it doing its thing uh i guess it remains to be seen if that's going to be powerful enough to break into modern uh, this card is not going to see any kind of fucking standard play
1: very unlikely, yeah.
0: As we were talking about before, uh, welcome to the Fetch and Shock uh, Finance Podcast. Um, this, before
1: as in, prior to recording.
0: Prior to recording, yes. So you guys would have not heard this, so we're going to reiterate it now. Um, Matt is really high on this card. I like it a lot. Yeah, to the point where you were thinking about buying this card right now. Yeah, pre-ordering, and I fucking hate pre-ordering cards. Amen. Yeah, same here. There's cards that I would have, I regret not pre-ordering, but nine times out of ten, it's the right call to wait. I think it's the right call to wait for this guy. I don't think this card is going to be a $5 rare. Or if it is, I think it me, caps. Me. I guess it caps at $5 is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, you made the point that it's in a standard set and not uh, a limited run set such as Modern Horizons.
0: This girl's going to see the infinite fucking printing. Or it, it's going to be opened a bunch. And it's not like one of those cards where the first thing that comes to mind is... Uh, Karn, where people are opening it, but they're also playing it in the in the standard. This card's not going to see any standard play, so it's going to be opened by many a players in drafts or in box openings, and it's going to either be shipped immediately or those players are going to be keeping a playset for modern and then shipping any other copy. Yeah, I can. See. I would like to also fucking note that in the art on like the lily pads, there it appears That's to be really like crazy. lotuses. Yeah, their Black Lotus is what it looks like. And I think that that is a sweet little little Easter egg. Vintage playable? Just replay your Black Lotus? Vintage, maybe? <laughs> I mean, if there's a format that I could break through, vintage might be a one. Yeah, Moxes are free, bro. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vintage, let's talk about Robber of the Rit.
1: Oh yeah, this bitch. That was a smooth
0: transition. That I don't think you meant to do. No, I definitely did mean to do it. Because I am... The Master of Transitions. Smooth the Champion of Butterflies, yes. Master of Transitions. And then what else did we say that I was going to change it to earlier in the episode?
1: Fairy Princesses or something.
0: Oh, the Pretty Pretty Princess or something. Pretty I don't know. Pretty. I don't remember. <laughs> that doesn't matter. We're talking about Robber of the Riches now. Robber of the Riches is one in a red for a 2-2 creature human <laughs> archer rogue. That's a mouthful. Um, But he has Reach and Haste. And whenever uh, Robber of the Riches attacks, attacks too, not deals damage, which is um, if defending player has more cards in hand than you, exile the top card of their library. During any turn you attacked with a rogue. So not just him, a rogue. You may cast that card and you may spend any color of mana to pay for it. Fucking Robin Hood. Yeah, he's given from the rich, or he's taken from the rich and giving to you, who I'm assuming is the poor. Yeah, this, this kind of reminds me of uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist. Slightly different, but similar. Less snapcastery, um, but also I think more playable. Yeah, it's just generically good in a vacuum. And I'm not going to do it now because I it's I'm I don't particularly care. Is Dreadhorde Arcanist a rogue? Because that would be cool as fuck.
1: I don't think that it is. I'm going to look it up, though. I don't
0: believe so. I don't think so either. I think it's like a pirate wizard or something like that. It's definitely pirate. It might just be solely pirate. I might be adding things to it that aren't actually there. Pretty sure it's not a pirate.
1: Zombie wizard. Zombie? That bitch is a fucking zombie. It's a dread horde. Oh,
0: I'm thinking of a different card. I'm thinking of the red Snapcaster made.
1: Oh, no. Dreadhorde Arcanist lets you cast from an instant or sorcery uh, equal to or less than Dreadhorde Arcanist's yes. power.
0: Yeah, I'm a super dummy. Yeah, Dreadhorde Arcanist has been, well, was ruining my life in legacy for a while, but thank goodness it's fallen out of favor. But think uh,
1: this thing is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Robert of the Riches seems really good. Just attacking your opponent in vintage and being able to steal a mox because there's not an abundance of blocker invented.
1: Correct. It doesn't even have to be a mox. It could be an ancestral and you're playing fucking or, mono red for some yeah, reason. Or a time walk. Yeah. And you can just cast it.
0: Yeah. And also, like I said uh, about the other card, I can't remember for the life of me, it's name. But the red snap caster mage that dual, not dull caster mage. No, when it enters the battlefield, dire fleet, daredevil, dire fleet, daredevil. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Dire fleet, daredevil. So when you, when it enters the battlefield, you exile a card from your opponent's graveyard. You can cast that spell. Yeah. This guy works really, really well with, with that card because like if they cast the spell, you get to do that. And if you steal the spell, you get to do that
1: steal all the things
0: yeah and i i mean i assume that when you cast the spell from this guy it goes to their graveyard um i don't know because it yeah, exiles
1: it, it but then you cast it so that yeah, makes when sense it,
0: yeah you it exiles it but then you can cast it yeah and, and when it upon casting it goes to their graveyard so just double up look at you yeah and, planned, and you thought vintage. that i don't like combos you don't like combos <laughs> i only like i like combos that
1: that's deck. not a combo. A... That would be a synergy.
0: <laughs> I, and before we started recording, this is an argument we had, to About the difference between synergy and just good cards in a deck. Which you were wrong, as always. I No, I'm holding hard and fast that, that is, there is a difference between those two things.
1: Yeah, if you're wrong, which you are.
0: Okay, fucking everybody out there on Twitter. Again, I'm just, I'm really calling out the fucking Twitter army today. Everybody out there on Twitter. Uh... If you think Eldrazi is a tribe that has synergy, please let us know. And if you think that that is a fucking asinine statement, also please let us know. Because there is no synergy in Eldrazi. It's just big idiots fucking hitting each other. Is a synergy? No, that's not a synergy. That's
1: not Eldrazi a Eldrazi have synergy.
0: No, they do not. It's, it's, it's synergy in the fact that you get to curve a Thought Not Seer into a Reality Smasher. Sure. But that Hashtag is tag just... synergy. <laughs> Those cards, I, they are not synergistic, but they are themy. They are themy and <laughs> synergistic. All right, moving on. Uh, another card spoiled uh, around the time of Robber of the Riches was uh, Clackbridge Troll. First of all, the flavor. Oh, my goodness. Sign I saw
1: Brad up, Nelson right. tweeted this saying, we're back, baby, because he has a goat token.
0: He does have a goat token, and I love it. Uh, but Clackbridge Troll is uh, 5 mana, so it's 3 and 2 black for a creature troll for an 8-8. Eight eight. It has Trample and Haste, and whenever it enters the battlefield, target opponent creates three o-one GOAT creature tokens. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. If a player does, tap the troll, and you gain 3 life, and you draw a card. So immediately when I read this, you know the card that I thought of. No. Oh my God! Mono black devotion and Theros Uh, desecration demon.
1: I don't know what that does, to be honest with you.
0: So desecration demon um, was a four mana six x flyer, um, and at the beginning of combat, your opponent could sacrifice a creature if they did tap it. And the cool thing Uh, about, but the the thing about that and the difference between this one and that one, or the crackling troll and desecration demon, was that it said to the beginning of combat. Desecration demon could be tapped during your opponent's turn during combat so you could attack through it. This guy cannot be that. It yeah, says specifically not. your turn. Yeah. It's also an 8-8 eight, eight for 5, just casually. And, and it has haste. Are you fucking me? Like, is it me or do a lot of fucking creatures in this that, that have been spoiled just have haste randomly? Just, like, stapled onto it. Like A the, lot of them have haste. The questing beast was the one that I was just like, why does this have haste? Why? Just why? So it can block the fucking gingerbread man. Oh my God. We'll talk about that guy shortly. Yeah. Cause I love that card. Uh, but some other ones that, uh, came out that we, I, at least I was particularly fond of, um, namely Kenrith, the returned King. He is commander
1: so, all-star. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh my commander. goodness. I,
0: he is one of the first like four mana white or five mana white, uh, creatures that I was actually thinking, Oh, this could be a commander I'd be interested in playing. Cause Honestly, I think there's a good handful of five color planeswalkers or five color creatures that are white that can be commander. Like, that's now a thing that exists.
1: Well, this is just arguably better than Tazri, right?
0: Well, I guess that depends on the deck. Um, it, my buddy, uh, Rupert, who I talk about magic a lot with, uh, and he he plays on more of the, the casual side of things. He saw this and was immediately like, oh... I need to make a Super Friends deck around this guy. Or not a Super Friends, a uh, group hug deck around this guy.
1: Yeah, you can put counters on target. targets. Yeah, all, target, of, target, all target. of
0: the abilities are target, except for the red one where it says all creatures. So I guess we'll read them. Uh, Kenrith, the Return King, is five mana. Uh, he's a 5-5. Five, five. He's four and a white. He's a legendary creature. Human noble. Gotta love that. And he has four abilities. For one red, five all abilities. creatures. What's that? He has oh yeah, it's five abilities. You're right. Uh, but for one red, all creatures gain trample and haste until the end of turn. For one and a green, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. For two and a white, you gain five life, or target player gains five life. For three and a blue, target player draws a card. And for four and a black, target or put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under its owner's control. The owner's control is really God. Yeah. Which is really cool in Commander. This is fucking politics 101. Hell yeah. Yeah, you want to make friends with the guy playing Kenrith. Whoever is at the table playing Kenrith, you want to make sure that that guy has a full beer. <laughs> that guy, if you, when it's not your turn or their turn, you want to be giving them a massage.
1: Give some foot rubs.
0: Yeah, suck a toe or something. Like You want to make sure that the person playing Kenrith is well taken care of because they can do you some favors.
1: Yeah, this is super politics.
0: Yeah. My thought with this was, I want to make like a Knights of the Round Table theme that would be deck. would cool. And this would be just like five color knights, but this be the commander. It
1: sounds terrible.
0: Oh, yeah, but that's the point of commander. You just want to make a bad deck that is cool. You want to make it themey. Themey commander decks are the way to go. Amen. The next card, though, is not for the casual crowd.
1: There's a new ogre for, for Corey. <laughs>
0: No, that. Okay, so when we have him back on the podcast, I'm going to re ask him, but I'm only going to do new ogres that he has not.
1: That he hasn't guessed. said?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he would be so fucked. Uh, no, we're not talking about the Skullknocker Ogre, which is the card that Matt is referring to. Uh, we're referring to uh, good old Prince Charming, my invitational card. It's actually Charming Prince, you fuck. Oh, he's Prince Charming. This card is super dope. Oh, my God. Like I said, my Invitational card. If I won an Invitational and they said, hey, Tyler, uh, make a card, I would say, hey, can you put all these things in one thing? And they'd be like, mm, you know what? We can. And I'd be like, okay, could you make it, like, four mana and be, like, a 1-1? They'd be like, no, how about we make it two mana and make it a 2-2? I'd be like, oh, okay. okay. Human. human. Okay, noble. that seems okay. Yeah, so Charming Prince is one in that white for a 2-2 Creature, human, noble. And it says whenever Charming Prince enters the battlefield, you choose one. Either scry two, gain three life, or exile another target creature you own. Return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end. Woo! Yeah. Oh, Wow, wow, wow.
1: Shit. On a two drop, nonetheless. Yeah, on a two drop. Scry 2 is massive for white. Like, what the fuck? That's not a white color or white ability. It
0: is now. Yeah, I'm I'm A-OK with Scry 2. This guy is just so... Like, the modal abilities are actually modal. It yeah. really matters.
1: Very different things.
0: Yeah, are you are you playing against Burn? Oh, cool, gain three life. Do you need an actual good card off the top of your library instead of just drawing lands? How about you Scry 2? But then also, shenanigans. Like, a if a for anybody out there who's ever play. played with Flicker Wisp, you know what I'm talking about. Being able to blink your creatures until end step is such a powerful mechanic, especially when you pair it with Aether Vial. Like, oh my goodness. This is a card that just says your creature, or creature you own, so it's not quite Flicker Wisp, and that does make it worse. But and they it couldn't is...
1: just make it Flicker Wisp on yeah. top of those other two abilities.
0: It is only creature too which the power of flicker wisp was being like it oh if you just have three mana two mana flicker wisp is, is good enough because you get to just tap three blink a land and you get your land back at your yeah end. but the fact that it waits till the end set means if you if you have like two of these guys you get to like phase out one of your creatures for a turn to save it from a wrath or do some weird shenanigans with like let's say you have something that uh exiles a a permanent when it enters the battlefield, Like like a, uh, not containment priest, uh, banisher priest. And you want to change targets, you get to blink out the banisher priest, they get their one thing back, and you can exile their other thing at their end step. And you get to kind of shift things around. This card has some crazy utility. I love it.
1: Well, if they didn't do till end of turn, or till the end step, that panharmonicon creature,
0: oh, you could just
1: literally go infinite, gain infinite life. Do some crazy shenanigans with yeah, that. Yeah, I guess but... I didn't
0: really think about that. That would have been a thing that would have really ruined Standard. It would have just been another combo deck that people can play. But I'm really high on this card. I will be testing it in Legacy for sure. Uh, I don't know how lucrative that testing will be, but this is one of those cards that I absolutely love.
1: I'm sure it'll yeah. see some play in some manner or another.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to see play in Modern. Because uh, Blinking a Stoneforge Mystic is real game but I will test it in Legacy for sure. Um, The last time I said I was going to test a card in Legacy and I didn't know how it was going to go, it was Giver of Ruins. And I'm registering three of them in my main deck this weekend. So that...
1: Over Mom.
0: Yeah, over Mother of Ruins, just because of where Legacy is right now. So that shows the power level of some of these cards. So what else were you thinking about?
1: Well, this Harmonious Archon is kind of ridiculous. Probably nothing other than Limited. But it is a house. So it is a six mana, four colorless, uh, white, white, four, five for a creature archon, flying. Non archon creatures have base power and toughness three, three. And when it enters the battlefield, create two one, one white human creatures. So you're bringing six additional power with this. So you're getting 10, 10 power for six mana, four of which is flying. And it just happens to turn. All your other non archon archon, archon creatures into three threes.
0: Yeah, and it just also chews up all of your opponent's three threes. Like if yeah. they try to attack it, just gets a nom on one of them.
1: Yeah, this will be big in like tokeny. It might be see some play in like standard tokeny
0: strategies. See, it's cards like this when they print them, and they I look guess innocuous. This speaks to wizards being able to print cool cards. Uh, coming from a person who adamantly dislikes uh standard this card comes out and i'm just like oh this makes you want to play standard because it's not going to see play in modern it's not going to see play in legacy but i do want to play with a card like that this card is right up my fuck how does this and humility work together um from my experience with cards like humility and opalescence just burn it to the ground yeah you, yeah you just Just concede the game and uh, move on, do something better with your life. Uh, But if you are a real fucking nerd like myself, um, it has to do with the order in which they were cast. So if you have humility on the battlefield, which makes all creatures lose all abilities and... Oh, wait, no, because humility makes them lose abilities. So you play this guy, this guy would lose abilities, everything would be a one. There you go, figured it out. Hey, we got there. Yeah, fucking humility is a mess of a... If you ever want to make people hate you register humility in your 70 your 60 card deck or your 100 card deck or just show humility to your friends and being like hey i like this card uh (laughs) that will make people not like you you might get judo chopped in the throat yeah if you're a fan of getting punched in the face uh play humility that was my introduction to eternal weekend last year my round one opponent was Standstill humility nice yeah I was like, oh, I am so excited. This is my favorite weekend of the year. I get to play a bunch of Legacy against a bunch of people. And I sit down. I'm having a lovely conversation with my opponent. He played Vintage Champs the day before. He did really well. Um, we were having a really good game. Like We were having a good back and forth. Uh, and he cast Humility. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 and he's like. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I just like tried to continue playing my game playing 1 And I was like, I cast a Flicker Wisp and I was like, here's another 1 1. And he looked at me, he's like, yep. And he's he, like, the only words that he had for me was, um, well, sure. at least, because I, I shouldn't have even continued to play that, because I'm just automatically dead. But he's like, well, at least uh you're not, at least you know how to play. Because most people, when they cast spells that have enter the battlefield abilities, against humility they want to do the ability but they can't and i have to make a judge call so thanks for expediting this process and not making me call a judge i'm like yeah dude i know how humility works and i know you're humiliating me and you're a garbage person yeah don't question me about shitty white cards i know (laughs) i know exactly how they work yeah i really like
1: definitely neat i lied about my other favorite card this is my favorite card ginger brute
0: (laughs) you can't catch him he's
1: the ginger brute man (laughs) It is a one mana colorless one one artifact creature food golem with haste, and you may pay one colorless ginger brute can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with haste, and then it has the food ability of pay two colorless tap it sack it you gain three life.
0: I don't ever fucking want to see another food golem in the game ever again because this guy is so perfect. I want him to be the only thing.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent perfect. him that's amazing he's the the ginger root man
0: you can't catch him unless you have haste that's amazing
1: yeah that's great
0: like as far as flavor goes this is the by far in my opinion the most flavorful card in this
1: yes for sure can't catch him
0: unless you have haste like there are some second places but i don't think the second places are particularly close to this guy like you can't catch him he's got haste And you can't catch him unless you have haste, because he's the ginger brute man. Fuck me up. Fucking great. (laughs) He's so good. Uh,
1: Notable reprint of Opt. One blue mana instant, scry one, draw card.
0: But also, can we just go back to the ginger brute man? His flavor text is, the unlabeled vial was not vanilla extract after all. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking ginger brute serum. You turned your guy into a guy. He he took a little jog. Ginger brute. I love him so much. Like, I want a foil. I hate foils. And I want a foil version of that card. And I want to fucking staple it to my forehead and walk around. Just walk around with him. You couldn't catch him, dude. Yeah, because he's the ginger brute man. I get it. Has <laughs> that joke gotten old yet?
1: No, it never will.
0: You're right. We're going to be making that joke fucking two years down the road where we're talking about Return to return to return to return to Ravnica, yeah. and we'd be like, yeah, but can it catch the gingerbread Man? No, no. <laughs> It'd be some random fucking insane card that's better than any card that's ever been printed, but it won't have a, so it can't catch the gingerbread Man. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, some other flavor gems. Uh, the Seven Dwarves. Why don't you go ahead and rattle that guy off?
1: Seven Dwarves. In- Two man, one color, and a red dwarf. Seven dwarves is plus one plus one. Each other creature named seven dwarves. You and then there's a weird little caveat. A deck can have up to seven cards. Seven. Dwarves. Oh, seven I dwarves. love it.
0: The fucking flavor, dude. The
1: flavor flave. Oh Those boy, cards. we were talking about this severing this card
0: with each of the fucking dwarves in the art being like one in the forefront, and then the other ones in the background.
1: Yes, like the same picture
0: just rotate oh god that would be insane oh i'm so on board with that i wish that was a thing to my knowledge that's not but that would be so cool
1: well from wizards tries to stay away from that now
0: yeah they do cardboards
1: and stuff like that from frame but for the most part the issue uh you run into different arts one art is way more highly sought after
0: yeah like the uh, winter factory the
1: biggest one yeah the Winter factory yep which is over double of all the others.
0: Oh, significantly more. But, but I mean... That's a cool card. It's common. It's common, it's so they that could be really cool in draft. Going on the dwarves, have yeah. two mana seven or seven, nine I nines. I love it. And yeah, just like, the flavor by it itself is. is so exciting. And stuff like that just gets me so stoked.
1: Yeah, yeah they've done stuff like uh, Relentless Rats and Rat Colony. Yeah. And then Practitioners, uh, Shadowborn Apostles. But this one, you can only have Seven. So, is there anything else in this set that got spoiled?
0: Um, there were a couple different things. Um, we don't have to go incredibly in depth with them. Uh, but the Gadwick the Wizen, uh, it's X and three blue for a three three human wizard. Um, and whenever he enters the battlefield, you draw X cards for whatever you paid for X. And then whenever you cast a blue spell, untap target non land permanent and opponent controls or tap a non-tap, or on-tap, yeah. On, tap. On tap. yeah. Uh, that card just seems sweet in Commander, and I really like that because my crew fix, my pet Commander deck, it just goes off of X spells. This just slots right in.
1: This is also itself. Yeah, you I agree. Great for three, it dies. You play it for three again. No, I guess that wouldn't work. For... No. Never mind.
0: But still, I think it's a cool Commander if it's just like big Man of blue, just draw infinite cards. I think that card is really, really cool. Really cool design. Yeah, um, no, I would agree. I like seeing things like uh, Bog Naughty. Also, incredible name. Oh, Bognaughty. Hey, oh, they naughty. naughty. Oh, she Be naughty. naughty. Uh, but it is a, uh, a five mana for three and a black for a three-three uh, creature fairy with flying. And for two and a black, you can sacrifice a food token. And target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. I just really like the fact that they are utilizing these food tokens for more than just... Uh, them being shitty versions of Clues.
1: Yeah, which I thought I was hoping they would. I'm thrilled about uh, the yep. other one I saw. Same thing, I'm gonna scroll down.
0: Oh, the one that eats uh, Clues or you eats. I, I love how I'm calling them Clues. But yeah, you sacrifice and return it from your graveyard to play. Yeah, you sacrifice. Uh, we're talking about Feasting Troll King. Um, and you can sacrifice three food tokens and return Feasting Troll King from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, you can obviously only do that during your turn, and it is a 7-6 for 2 and 4 green. <laughs> yeah, so kind of maybe reanimate style. Yeah, and just being able to use food for more than that useless gaining life ability is really cool. I agree. I guess the last card I wanted to talk about was uh, the one uh, Javier Dominguez spoiled, um, and it is Fervent Champion. It is 1 red for a 1-1. One, one. It has First Strike and Haste, again, another card that can block, block our Gingerbread Brute. Son of a bitch is getting Haste. I hate it. I hate it so much. But <laughs> whenever a Fervent Champion attacks another target attacking knight, you control gets a plus one, plus oh until the end of turn. And then equip abilities you, that target uh, the Fervent Champion costs three less to activate. So you can pretty much equip most things for free to this guy. Um, but the flavor text on this is 2018 World Champion Javier Dominguez. And in the art, um, he is depicted on it riding a horse and holding a big old flaming sword. So this is like kind of a, I don't know if he had a part in developing this card uh, or what, but this is hearkening back to the, uh, the Invitational cards from uh, prior yeah. years.
1: Yeah, Bob. meddling. Me. Snapcaster. Snappy.
0: Yeah, the Laundry Grim List Lava goes Anancer, on. Selwyn's Safekeeper. Yeah. There's a million cards. Yeah. Avalanche Rider. <laughs> I did not know Avalanche Rider. Before. Yep, Solemn is also one. Oh, no shit. Yep. There. Yeah, the, uh, there's a million great ones. Oh, uh, Void Mage Prodigy is Kai Buddha's. Did not know that. Look, at, I am just an encyclopedia. Of,
1: I was thinking of the good ones, like Bob, Mapcatch, Grim Lava Man, Meddling Mage, Dark oh, okay. Confidant, Meddling Mage, Dark Confidant,
0: Mage, Dark Confidant. Uh, <laughs> Grim Lava Mancer. No, I, avalanche Rider. It blows Did a I blade. Say, I I it has Hanks. Oh, yeah, Bob. Uh, yeah, you're pretty good. But yeah, I, don't, I, I would like to know more about this card. This card is sweet. Pretty dope. Like, in modern, um, Stoneforge Mystic being unbanned, how do you feel about just attaching a sword for free? Fucking Batterskull. Yeah. Well, that's not free. But... skull for two, which you'll have two mana because you already cast, you activated your Stoneforge Mystic. You
1: got it. Yeah, I would definitely, this guy just will some fucking smack. Him.
0: Yeah, I love it. And if if this is a indeed a return to form to the Invitational cards, that they're just giving it to the world champion of that year, I am so, so on board.
1: Yeah, that's pretty... I like how the flavor text actually says it. Yeah,
0: shouts out to him, which that was never a thing. It was always just their likeness was on the card.
1: Some sort of rem... Yeah.
0: Yeah, they just painted Definitely their cool. face onto the art, and that was it. And if you knew, you knew. And if you don't, you don't.
1: Yeah, go fuck yourself if you don't.
0: Yeah. Which half the... I would say... Yeah, most of the Invitational cards just have reprints without the art on them anymore. Yeah. So that's just falling out of favor. Like, if people know that uh, Bob Maher is the guy that designed Dark, Dark Confidant at this point, I feel yeah, like that's gone, that's a minority. They
1: went back to uh, the new art. Which yeah, because the most
0: popular art is the one that isn't him. Yeah, which is just wrong. Same thing with Solemn. Same thing with Snapcaster Mage. I am all for reprinting cards with new art because I love seeing new art because being able to have more options for the cards that you want to play with multiple arts is what makes Magic beautiful because art is the... Without the art, the game would not exist. Yeah. But with those things that those people, like, they grinded and they earned those slots to be able to get that card in their likeness... I would. I just really like seeing that being continued in the history of magic.
1: Yeah, definitely a cool callback.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I, I see both sides of the sword on that, and I agree no with both intended. sides of the sword on that. Pun intended or no pun intended? Oh my god, because this guy carries a sword. You're right. He carries god. swords for fucking days. Listen, all I do is make jokes, and I don't even fucking know. I'm a genius.
1: Hold on. Wait a minute. Is that
0: Javier? Oh, the Italian Stallion! He's a... Fucking Italian. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. I pre- Javier Dominguez, I'm pretty sure he's, like, not... Bre- and, uh, he's Spanish, somehow. I think he might be, like, actually, like, Spain-Spanish. But gotta gotta fucking be. love him throwing uh, the good old... The best Italian player to ever play the game, Andrea Mangucci, into his art. That's pretty... That's actually he's, baller move. He's riding him to fucking... Yeah, as you do. Because yeah. all fucking Gooch does is win. Best player on he the complained. planet.
1: It kills me. He's <laughs> like... He was complaining yeah. about Mr. Wins Mother the most single yeah. tournament
0: victory money ever. hates hates pricey cards. Didn't want to spend seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't want to buy these Renan Sixes online. And that was the video out when like Renan Sixes were like thirty bucks a piece. No, just like, I didn't recently. Want to buy two. So I'm not going Mother to. Yeah, that's like that's his style. Got to love him. Gooch is the fucking champ. Still the champ. Never not going to be the champ. Champ, champ. <laughs> All right, well, I think that pretty much covers uh, the Eldraean spoilers for the, for uh, this week. There's probably going to be some tomorrow that we miss out on, but we'll cover. Still, still
1: have some mythics and rares.
0: Oh, there's definitely still some good stuff coming down the pipeline, but we got to leave some shit to talk about next week. We can't just Eat. use up all of our content for this week.
1: Yeah, whatever would we do? We yeah, Before I, the podcast, we bullshit it for about two hours,
0: and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Need to start the. Po-. Yeah, you forced me into starting it when I was just we were just fucking around talking about magic beforehand. Yeah a long time yeah sorry i want to talk to my friend about magic dude <laughs> uh, were you on the phone with someone else <laughs> yeah. what are you not a friend <laughs> work, work proximity. all right well mr workplace acquaintance let's fucking move into the game for this week so you that don't have a, to talk to me anymore
1: that was a uh, referee parks and Rec- for
0: those of you who got that oh my god i haven't seen parks and reckons oh I, Rec- I just rewatched. watched that'll couple happen couple days you know and what basically like background That'll happen. You know what I've been, I've been watching lately? Mindhunter on Netflix. It's really good. Is it better than Criminal Minds? Original Mind Hunter? Yes, it's better than Criminal Minds. And I am a big Criminal Minds fan. But Mind yeah, I love that show. Really fucking good. And it just like devolves into the guy just like sitting in a room with a serial killer and being like, okay, so why did you do this? And the guy's just like, no, fuck you. I'm not talking to you. And the guy is just like, oh, okay. I'm That's just going like to say something derogatory." In and it just fires up the serial killer and they talk about raping 30 girls and then killing another 70. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get where this show's going. This is uh, really fucking off the wall. It's a quality show. It sounds good.
1: I just haven't.
0: I highly recommend it. Welcome, welcome to the Fashion Shock Netflix podcast. The Variety Hour. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> let's move into our game. Because uh, <laughs> you don't, you can't stand talking to me for any longer. Well, for this week, uh, we're returning to form with accumulated knowledge so for those of you out there who are new to the game uh this week matt is going to be asking me five random card names generated from the scryfall website i have to once he gives me the card name i have to give him the mana cost of the card if i do i get the point if i don't then i lose if uh i get three out of the five i win the whole thing and if i don't i uh I get to walk home in shame. And I get three hints, right? Is that what you decided on?
1: Three total hints, yes. Three
0: total hints throughout the whole entire shebang.
1: And it is like a loosely timed thing. Yeah. I mean I don't
0: have a, it's like, with okay, excess well, and then you gotta figure it out. Yeah, you have time with within reason. Yeah. All right, are Correct you Mendo. do you have my I, first one ready? No, oh, fuck off. What is it? This is actually my legacy deck. It is Jiki Mirror Breaker. Kiki Jeeky Mirror Breaker. You say? Could not have been more of a fucking softball. I, w- I kind of want to use a hint on this one just to be cocky. No, I don't want to use a hint. I was kidding. So Kiki-Jiki Mirror Breaker is two red, 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 and is a Correct. goblin, and it is a 2-2, two, two, and it has an ability that says tap, and you can copy target non-legendary creature you control, and you exile that copy at the end of your turn.
1: Uh. You got it right, but you forgot it itself has the token. Oh, yeah, it has haste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. So, yeah, that was a fucking... Oh, fucking my God. Weapon.
0: I played Blue Moon in Modern with Kiki Combo for the longest time, and I also played Twin for the longest time.
1: Oh, my God. Flashback,
0: Flashback Marauder. Isn't Flashback like, one in a black? Um, don't let me... I'm not... Don't, don't confirm that one yet. Let me think about that. Because it is, like... It's, it's one that... It's a commander card... But it, like, you, like, when it enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature or something like that. In my mind, that's what it is. I hope I'm not, like, totally off base with this one. No. Ah, fuck. What is the other one that does that ability? I think I'm thinking of the other one that does that exact same ability. Would you like it? Kinda? No. There are two cards that do this ability one of them is one in a black, and one of them is two in a black.
1: There's more than two cards that do this ability. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of the ones that are popularly. A flashback is one of the recent ones there, which makes me think it's the more expensive one because that's how magic works. So I'm going to say it's two in a black. It is two in a black. Okay. What was two the black one black. that's one in a black?
1: Oh, really? there's flashback marauder that's exactly like flag marauder can't think of it there's plague crafter from new set one of the newer sets which is creature or planeswalker and then if they can't they
0: yes that is but that guy's way more isn't that guy like four mana? no he's three mana. they're all three are they really all three mana i i was yeah. gonna what is the two mana one oh you know what i'm thinking of because i'm a fucking idiot uh the one that gets the hand the evoke one that's the four mana destroy target non black creature Ma. Shriek, Shriek Maw. Ma. but you can yeah you can evoke it for one in a black yeah i don't know why as the having flashbacks ability but i knew flashback was a yeah what okay for up, yeah one or two in a black so you got two softball all.
1: Okay. oh the
0: strikeball gods are shining proud on me tonight
1: yes they are uh forest
0: oh forest uh it's zero mana we don't um okay your next one
1: is moment of hero Oh, Moment of Heroism? Moment of Heroism.
0: Why does that sound like a Theros card to me? It might be. Oh, God. I mean, it sounds like a Theros card because Heroism. I think that's that's pretty obvious. Because Heroic was the mechanic. This was in a set from my early days of Magic. Because it's definitely white. And it's an instant speed spell that does something. It's an instant speed combat trap. It is
1: a card that does something. You got that right. Oh,
0: awesome. Cool, cool, cool. That's, that's, I'm on the right path it is a magic card it's oh it's oh card so it is it has the pendulum oh mechanic I'm gonna throw a fucking to throw you off it has a secret ability that when you flip it up you get three blue eyes white dragons uh and Don't one dare talk
1: blue eyes white dragon
0: <laughs> i think i'm gonna use hant on this what do you want what does the card do? Because I think if you give that to me, I will be able to get the card.
1: Probably. Target creates plus two link
0: Oh, this is definitely a combat trick from my early days. It's uh one in a white.
1: It's from Innistrad. If you were to miss that,
0: I would Oh, it's not from Theros. It's from Innistrad. I knew it was from Hinnistrad, my early days. Yeah. I knew it was from my early days. So you technically win. Hey, that's a gift. I Listen, yeah. the Scryfall gods just want me to do it.
1: Yeah, they wanted you to win today.
0: Oh, um, I, yeah, come on now. I don't think. You're going five for five, baby. This one is Stern Proctor. Stern what? Proctor. P R O C O R. Proctor. Proctor is like, isn't a proctor somebody that like either reads or records something?
1: I can't tell you that because it'll kind of give a hint.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a white card for sure. Like I feel like a proctor. If if that is the if that's the case, it'd be a white card. Uh, or a blue card maybe. It could definitely be white or blue. It's white or blue or black, or red, or green. It's one of those five colors. It
1: could be colorless, too.
0: No, I, it's not colorless. You sure about that? Guaranteed. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, or maybe it's colorless. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> no, this one I definitely don't know. This was not a slow pitch like the first three.
1: No, I didn't even. I wouldn't have got this. Fuck. Uh,
0: Stern Proctor
1: have, is... You could have given me all the fucking text and everything.
0: Well, it's, uh... I'm gonna say it is, uh oh uh, one in a one white mana one white mana yes
1: who would be incorrect fuck it is from a saga one new wizard and It comes into play with target artifact or enchantment
0: oh i told you it wasn't an artifact a proctor is like a. T- sure that makes sense the art isn't fucking it's at
1: uh the academy
0: the Talarian academy ah fuck that guy hate that card all right bring on the next or one i guess
1: it's loading jesus christ there's another fucking. You
0: gotta be fucking soul her. <laughs> is you're not serious? A hundred. It's 100%. It's, you're, it's really soul Herder.
1: I will screenshot and text it.
0: Oh my god! So soul Herder, for those of you uh, who are not familiar is a card that I. I don't know if we actually talked about it. No, this might have been a private conversation between so all of you. So I can. All of you don't know this because this is a private conversation between me and Matt. Hey, fuckface. Give me the man across so I can text it to prove oh, it. It's a one, a white, and a blue. I can't make this shit up. Yeah, one, a white, go and a blue continue. for a... I believe it's a... It's, it's definitely a 1-1. One, one. I think it's a spirit. And then... Oh, I just got the text message. It yeah. is a spirit. Yeah, one white... <laughs> one, a white, and a blue for a 1-1 one, one spirit. And then... Um, whenever a creature is exiled from the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Soul Herder, and at the beginning of your end step, you may exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under your under its owner's control. So <laughs> I convinced Matt to play Soul Herder in his legacy deck that he is playing this weekend, because this card is so fucking sweet. yeah.
1: yeah. I love this. I'm looking
0: yeah, for... A, yeah. No, Seb knocked it out of the park with this one. This one might be in my top three Seb arts. needs to get his shit together and put prints out of this. Yeah, gotta love this fucking card. And thank you, mm-hmm. Scryfall Gods, for making this one of my cards, because this is a fucking absolute golden goose.
1: Yeah, for those of you who are listening... Or gilded goose. Yeah, <laughs> go out and look at this fucking... Even if you don't care about magic art, this art is...
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Holy shit. True. You got four out of five, dog. This might
0: be the best run I've had. Probably. I mean, I, I had some really up. easy ones. Like, I would say I have played... What was the second one I got? I can't remember. Go back to the second one you or, got. I do review did. the tape, but I you know I... Flashback. Ah, yeah. yeah. Flashback Murata, That was it. And then, uh... And then the... Heroism. Yeah, the moment of heroism. And Proctor. Yes. I have played four out of the five of the cards that have come up. Out of <laughs> all the fucking in existence. And one out of the four I have I don't think anybody's ever played.
1: No, probably.
0: <laughs> that card doesn't actually exist and fucking awesome. Well, uh as is tradition around here, that means that I as the victor get the fucking shout out for this week. Scryfall at the fucking. Yeah, I should honestly shout out fucking Scryfall. We shout out Scryfall every time we do this game though. So they yeah. don't they don't get it. But they do also have a new deck building thing that is really fucking good that I used today. So yeah, shout out to Scryfall. But that's not the real shout-out. The real shout-out is actually the Mythic Legendaries podcast. They are a uh, relatively new Magic the Gathering and uh, Hearthstone podcast that I've been been really enjoying. I've been interacting with them on Twitter lately. Uh, Both the people in that are super fucking awesome. They seem great. Uh, They're uh, very funny. And I, I don't know two dog shits about Hearthstone but their magic content is really fucking cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know how dick about it.
0: Hard. Yeah, uh, I tried to get into it once. Like, one of my students tried to show me how to do it, and I was like, I, I'm i lost, bud. I have no fucking idea. I'd rather play pieces of cardboard than play these digital cards, except for I'm going to play these digital pieces of cardboard on the internet. <laughs> but whatever. The- yeah, but this this podcast is great. So uh, if you want to go on the Twitter uh, and search at Mythic Legendary. Uh, you can find them. I highly recommend uh, going and checking them out. Like I said, uh, both the people involved are great. The content's awesome, especially if you like digital card games like Hearthstone and Magic. Uh, it, quality content.
1: Yeah, I listened to their one podcast.
0: Yeah, I can uh, dig it.
1: One episode. It might have my guess. I don't fuck. Um, yeah, they
0: have a handful of episodes.
1: Yeah, I try to listen to podcasts when I'm traveling. just driving. It's kind of nice time to listen to some new people talk about shit that we all like. That's why we we like talking about it. We love like the card game for children.
0: Yeah, we're all we're all just children at heart.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing we wanted to do. Started doing this was fucking his name out there.
0: Yeah, that was the whole point of the shout-out thing, was to elevate uh, people that we really enjoy and just... Uh, help build the community for this dumb stupid card game. Yeah for the 9 people to us. Yeah shout out to those 9 people though. All of you yeah. are great. You're all ballers. Fuck yeah. Well Matt, I'm going to actually see you this weekend.
1: Fuck yeah. We'll be at SE Syracuse weekend.
0: Yeah, S E G N Y.
1: Yeah, baby. I can't uh, fucking wait. We get to play some
0: legacy, get to hang out, maybe play some commander, uh get to drink some alcohol which I know is foreign to both of us, but maybe we'll try it out. yeah, so I'll be sure <laughs> I'll be tweeting from the fetchcher Shock podcast uh twitter uh which is at fetch underscore shock, and I'll probably be tweeting from uh my personal Twitter, which is at basic land bin, and I will force Matt to tweet from his Twitter, which is at its bot uh, about our uh locations and our plans for s e g syracuse and we'd uh we'd love to hang out we'd love to interact we'd love to get some games in maybe get some drinks in with anybody out there who's listening so uh if you see that
1: get some free fucking tokens
0: yeah i need to draw some tokens my fucking my my drawing hand is uh has been kind of lazy as of late so it needs some exercise Some fucking hang out yeah i i would love more than anything to get a game of commander and some beers in with people out here who uh have maybe laughed at least once at our episodes.
1: Yeah. For- I'm totally oh, yeah. fucking
0: it. All right, dude. Well, I will see you in two days. Yes, sir. And I cannot fucking wait. Then I guess. All right, brother. Well, until next time, peace out, nerds. Peace.